And here we are. Good morning. It's August 25th. I am joined in studio with our very own Dr. Ken Curves from Curves Family Chiropractic and Wellness, located here in Lockport at 741 Davison Road. Good morning, Dr. Ken. Good morning. How are you today, Eric? I am well. It's been a it's been a fly by the seat of my pants kind of day. Yeah. Here at the radio station, and um, somehow we... I'm, I'm glad we got the disclaimers out of the way, and yes, what what I say here is my opinion and does not reflect on the opinion of the station, so thank you so much for <laughs> pointing that out. <laughs> they made me do it. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. But, you know, it's uh, the the legal ease of the... Absolutely. Of the uh, Absolutely, understand. Of the, uh, F, what is it, F, FCC, they, uh, yeah. I guess they get a little kind of touchy about stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's and good. you know it, it's good. It, it's it's there to protect everybody. I mean, you know, you want to, you know, the station certainly wants to be protected by some, you know, nutcase coming on here and making claims or whatever. You right, know, right. So, yeah, drink my tea and you will be yes, healthy. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it sounds kind of shady right from the get go. I it? know. I know. Not that there's anything wrong with tea. No. tea. There's very healthy teas out there, and I'm sure there are medicinal teas as well. Sure. But, uh, I got my medicinal Mountain Dew. You've got your medicinal <laughs> water. <laughs> <laughs> Which one's more medicinal? I wonder. <laughs> well, Mountain Dew's got more stuff in it. Oh, okay, okay. M- yeah. More is better, right? Right, right. <laughs> Mine only has, uh, you know, hydrogen and oxygen, and that's it. So, oh, well, you know. Well, all right, keep it simple. Okay. <laughs> that's the way my life is. Keep it simple. Isn't that something? Isn't it, yeah. isn't it easier that way? Yeah. You know, it's interesting because that that came up to me. The, the whole concept of what's called KISS, you know, K-I-S-S, right. keep it simple, stupid. Yep. You know, thank God I learned that 40 years ago, you know, because the more you complicate your life, you know, the more difficult things become. The more you open yourself up as a target, you know, it's like I, I, I tried it, you know, and the thing is the older I get, the more simple I want to become, you know, as far as, you know, possessions and things I'm involved in. Um, I've learned over the years the word no. Um, That's a tough one you know, for me. It's, it's very difficult, um, and I still struggle with it many times, but sometimes it's just, no, I'm not interested. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for asking. Thank you for thinking of me, but no, I'm not interested. Yeah, yeah that's, that's always been a tough one for me. Cause yeah. And sometimes in my position, you become a target. You know, it's like right. everybody's going to approach you on something. Right. You know, some deal, some special, some whatever, you know, and it's just, you know, it's like, thank you so much. I really appreciate that, but um, I'm not interested. Right. So, yeah, that's good. That's how it happens. But you are interested in the wellness of your community. I am. That much I do know Absolutely. for certain. Because and I will go above and beyond to help somebody in that category. That's right. It's right in the name of your business. Right. Wellness. Right. I love that. Yeah. Because it states your mission. Well, it's 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 about, you know, it's about treating a person as a human being and not as a body part. Right. You know, um, you know sometimes chiropractors gets, get pigeonholed into the back pain or spine realm, and that's just a part of it. You know, that when you when you affect a person, you know, um, physically, chemically and emotionally, um, right. that's when you really can, um, you know, treat that person as a whole human being. So many times people got stuff going on in their lives um, that that present themselves as physical problems when really there's a, a, you know, significant emotional underlying factors that play a role in why they are like they are. Oh, boy, isn't that the yeah. truth? Yeah, more so than you think. You know, yes. it's uh, more so than you think. Yeah. 
um, interesting. No question so, about that. Yeah. You know, I was in a, in a hospital recently um, getting some things done, and uh, they give you a little wristband. And I'm, and I'm not a person. I am a case number. Right, absolutely. It's case number. Right. Not even patient number. Anything else. It's case number. Right. And, it was and that's like, how you are identified. You are labeled and you're identified and that's how you're treated. You're treated yes. as a case number. Right. You know, and we have these certain criteria that we have to put this case number through. Mm-hmm. And then when we're done and we meet all the criteria, we send them on their merry way and make sure they get billed. Um, so that's, yeah, that's the game. Yeah. That's, right. the, that's the game. You know? Yeah. And it, it, it just, I mean, I was treated well and, you know. And sure. Oh, sure. There. But it just, it was a very, it was a big eye opener for me when I looked down and saw that. That wristband. Yeah. You know, okay, I'm, I'm numbered this, 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 and this, you know, and then right. the guy ahead of me is the, the other number. You know, it's interesting because in my office, you know, everybody has a file number, right. okay? But that's a way of keeping some sense of order. Um, but we would never address or in any way refer to a person as a file number, okay? <laughs> that's just the logistics for keeping the computer straight and keeping some sense of order so that when somebody returns, we can find them you know, in the system. Um, But that's it. Other than that, it's like, no, you know, and, and you know, fortunately the system I have right now, you know, you can put in, you put in, you know, people have names, but then they also have names they like to be called. Right. You know, it's like someone has a very formal name. They don't want to be called. They don't go by that. Right. You know, I mean, my name is Kenneth. I never have gone by Kenneth in my entire life. Right. You know, please call me Ken, you know, it's like, um, and that's the way I like to be for it. Now, for for legal purposes, yeah, you need to use their full name. Right. You know, in medical records, yes, you need to use their full name. But um, you know, I want to, uh, you know, I want to see a person. You know, I will always ask someone with those kind of names that are typically shortened. You know, what do you prefer to be called? That's right. You know, it, it, it personalizes so. the experience. for well, yeah, the, and it's and it's done sincerely with you know with, with intention to exactly you know to to make them feel comfortable in the mm-hmm. environment. You know, that's right. So yeah. Yep, I do the same thing in my lesson studio. You know, I see a Timothy come in. I say, "What do you prefer? You know, prefer yeah. Tim or Timothy?" Right. And then he said, "Well, Bubba." Okay, Bubba. <laughs> and sometimes that's it. You know, I got a cousin named Bubba. Yeah, he's been Bubba for ever since I've known him. Is is Bubba his his legal name, or is that no. just a nickname? It's just a nickname. Yeah, his real yeah. name is Mike. Right. But he's right. been Bubba since I, since right. we were little, right. and that's just. Well, yeah. it was so funny because my daughter my daughter had a boyfriend many years ago, and his name was Rocky. And I thought, oh, that's a cute nickname. So, no, that was his God-given name. His parents named him Rocky. Right. You know, and I thought, wow, that was interesting. That was bold, you know, yeah. <laughs> of them to do that. So, was it before or after 1977? It was after 1977. <laughs> okay. Yes, it was after 1977. So it got yeah. named after Bill Bowen. And I don't know if that had anything to do with it. I don't know. You know, it was, uh, you know, he lived in New York City, um, you know, oh, came yeah. from, a, from a very Italian a very Italian background, so you know it may have had some influence. I don't know, yeah. but it was interesting because I didn't think that was his his God given name, you know. Mm. So interesting. Belbo is from Philadelphia, right? Yeah, but still in that you know Italian realm, you know. So I don't know if that's a common name used, you know. I don't know. I, I don't. But know. I just, I just, I just made the assumption that it was a nickname and not right his birth name, you know. So come yeah. to find out. Interesting. So anyways, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to me and Dr. Ken Curves ramble on. We digress. (laughs) Yes, because we can. But really what this is, is Ask the Pro here on WLVL 1340 AM, streaming worldwide at WLVL.com. And as you may or may not know, I'm certain you do, that Dr. Ken Curves is a 
doctor of chiropractic. He has his practice right here at 741 Davison Road in Lockport. And if you would like to have a consultation with him privately, you can call his office at 434-0671, 434-0671. But in the meantime, you have him. He's all ears. I have him in the chair. <laughs> and he will talk Tied to you. Tied down. Yes, yeah, duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can call us here at the station, 433-1433. You can join in on our shenanigans and frivolities, as it were. Yeah. Thank you, John Syracuse, for that word. And uh, <laughs> John Syracuse, interesting. So who is also a chiropractor. Okay. Yes, he, yes, that's right, yes, he is. Yes, yeah. people don't realize that. You know, he's a, he's a legislator. Or what, what is his? He's a town supervisor. Town now. supervisor. So he's Newfane Town Supervisor. Yeah. But he is also Dr. John Syracuse, who that's is a right. chiropractor. That's right. And yes. his wife is, too. And I know him, yes. Yep. Hey, we can so, call. Great guy. Woo-hoo. Good morning, caller. You are on the air with Dr. Ken Curbs. What is your thought, comment, or question? Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. I saw an interesting article I saved from Refresh, that uh, uh, health section in the Buffalo News. Mm-hmm. I, I never knew this. It says, you have type O blood, you will attract more mosquitoes than people with other types of blood. Type A is next, most popular, followed by B. Apparently, people with O type blood have more acid on their skin. Uh-huh. And this is an incredible you know- fact. Mosquitoes can detect... Carbon dioxide from a distance of up to 165 feet. My driveway is not that long. You know what? This is you're you're just. This is a very interesting thing, and I want to share a story about about myself personally. Um, So there's another connection with mosquitoes, and that is, um, and a lot of people don't understand this, but this this is. with the amount of deuterium in one's body, and deuterium is a is a heavy water, and instead of H two O, it's H three O, and so uh, the amount of deuterium in a person's body will be the t- so when you have very low deuterium, your body will not uh, be visible. You won't be you won't be on the mosquitoes' radar. All right, so. Interesting, because I am an O, I'm O positive blood type, so I would definitely be more prone from the article that you're, you're sharing with me. But then, in a year and a half ago, when I made a very drastic uh, dietary change and cut out some very significant things out of my diet, there were two things that happened um, to me that were, at first I didn't realize and had no idea it was going to happen until I started digging deeper and then realized. And the two things that happened to me is that I'm very fair-skinned and I can, I would be sunburn quite on a regular basis. Well, I found out that there's a lot of foods, you know, specifically citrus, lime specifically, um, celery and stuff like that that make you more photosensitive. Those are some things that I cut out. Um, but the other thing was with the deuterium, you know, when the deuterium levels decrease in your body, you're not visible to mosquitoes. And so last year, I mean, for people who know me, they know I'm an obsessive gardener and I'm out in the yard on a very consistent basis. And because of my time schedule, sometimes I garden very late into the evening, past dusk and even past dark. And um, what would happen was so many times at dusk, the mosquitoes would – it was like someone flipped a switch and they would just literally drive me out of the yard into the house because they would attack me so severely. Well, last year, that never happened, okay? And that was after I had really significantly changed the diet. And I never got a mosquito bite last year and also I never got a sunburn. 
Um, and so that was, and I would test myself with the sunburn. I would be outside working for eight, 10 hours a day in the, you know, in the sun without a shirt on and with no sunscreen on, and I would not burn my skin. And that was a real game changer for me and really kind of opened up an avenue for me, both from specifically from a dietary point. I didn't realize that there was the blood type issue that happened. And it's interesting because O, O blood is the most common, you know, blood type. So. Yeah. And yeah, like, I'm I'm O positive, right? Because I had that check that the name, but that's the most common type, like you right, said. exactly. You know, so. so I just wondered what criteria you know they utilized with that as far as determining those type of things. But it is interesting because see, a mosquito can't see you; a mosquito senses you. Okay, so there's something that you're giving off that is creating the attraction. Um, so that's the interesting thing. Now you're, you're saying blood type, you know, and I, I, again, I, I don't disagree with that by any means, but also there were other things that I've, I've discovered too. So. It's also a, a little different subject now, but yeah. this was from the tidbit. I found this interesting. It says, if you eat a raw carrot, only 3% of the total beta carotene is released. If you crush the carrot to a pulp, 50 21% of the beta carotene is released. If you then cook the carrot pulp, 27% is released. And if you cook the pulp in oil, 39% of the beta carotene is released. Usually you think the raw, you get more vitamins. But isn't the same thing with, with tomatoes? Like you cook more, more lipotene? lipotene? Lycopene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so so that's interesting too because first of all, people think about eating carrots because of beta carotene. Beta carotene is only one of about two hundred um, nutrients that are they're contained within a carrot. You know, and yet we've just focused on the beta carotene part of it, and people you know will take beta carotene supplementation and so forth like that. When you realize that the carrot itself has so much more. You know, than just that. And, and many times it's a synergistic process that goes on that the beta carotene works with the other, you know, nutrients within that carrot to have the effect that it has. Now, the other thing is with sometimes when you're preparing food, whether you're, you're, um, you know, let's say grinding it up or pulverizing it or cooking it, you also will degrade other aspects of it from a nutritional standpoint. So yeah, there's a lot of mixed feelings about do okay. we eat it raw or don't we? So. Yeah. It looks like I'm being interrupted here, so thank you, Doctor. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. I always appreciate your comments. Yeah. Yeah. That, I don't know how he's being interrupted, but uh, yeah. maybe he, maybe some his call was a call in his line. Right. Could have right. been. Could have been. Could yeah. have been. It's interesting when you deal with nutrition. I mean, there's. Watch out, Doc. You got to pull that in, don't you? I had to. I know, but we have these we have these misconceptions. So many times, you know, in the food industry and in, in whatever, we we hyper focus on a particular ingredient. You know, you know, it was uh, you know something like beta carotene from carrots, something like um, you know vitamin A or vitamin D or um, the calcium issues. When you remember years ago, they were putting calcium in everything, you know, and that was the big push. You know, the whole gluten-free thing now, you know, and, and all that stuff. You know, they hyper-focus on one particular thing for marketing purposes, and they don't realize that there's a full gamut of what needs to be done there, 
what, what, what's up with this gluten-free thing? I mean, when yeah. we were kids, I didn't even know what gluten was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is a situation. There's a condition called uh, celiac disease in which a person has, you know, uh, an upset within their within their DNA that that makes them extremely sensitive to um, to gluten, um, wheat specifically with gluten. And so, and it is a, it is a problem. It is a problem, but it's rare. What has it, changed? It's, it's rare. Well, what has changed is how we process wheat. Okay. Okay. That's what's changed. And the whole introduction of a little chemical that has become ubiquitous in our world and is destroying so many people health wise and so forth. And that's called glyphosate or commonly known as Roundup. And so, and I, I sincerely believe and I don't have any proof to back it up but i sincerely believe that people are being toxically affected by that because one of the processes that occur in wheat production is um so what happens is when they have genetically modified products okay they make them what's called roundup ready which means they genetically modify them so that they can then spray the herbicide um glyphosate or roundup on the crops and it does not affect um it kills the weeds but doesn't affect the crop all right. Well, wheat isn't genetically modified. All right. So what they found was that about seven days before they are ready to harvest the wheat, they spray the field with glyphosate. And what that does is it causes a die off of the wheat, which then allows for a I believe it's just like a a better release of the seed. Okay, so they found that when they do that, that happens. The problem is they're harvesting it like seven days after they spray it. All right. Think about the residues, you know, that are are now going into that processed wheat. And my gut says that this gluten intolerance is far more of a glyphosate intolerance and a toxic poisoning than it is a wheat intolerance because again like you said 30 years ago you never heard of it you heard of the rare i mean there were rare you know to have true celiac disease was rare now they just brush it off and they and they they're diagnosing everybody with celiacs because they have the intolerance well as long as it makes it easier to harvest the wheat i guess that's okay exactly that's the whole point yeah really we're doing this to our society just because it's easier more profitable and you get more yield um you know, as a result of that. Yep, that's exactly the way. That's the way the food industry works. Okay, as long as we have that straight. All right, now what's the deal with peanut butter? Everybody's got yeah. this peanut butter allergy. Yeah. Okay. No, don't get me. You're getting me. You're getting me uh, fired up here now. Okay. My kids can't. My grandkids can't even take homemade baked goods to school. Right. Because, because for fear that it might have a touched a peanut somewhere exactly. along the way. Okay. Because people are having severe anaphylactic reactions yeah. because of peanuts. And you wonder why. Again, when you and I grew up, peanut butter was a staple. Listen, my son ate peanut butter and jelly sandwiches every single day for lunch, I think from kindergarten through high school. That's just all he ever ate. There is he, a jar of peanut butter on my desk. Right. Right. And so so what has happened, and again, there's a lot of literature out there, but again, much of this has been suppressed, um, is that when you – and I'm going to go into the dark world of vaccines – is that we are using in the preparation of vaccines – and we're not talking about COVID. We're talking about childhood vaccine schedule, that they are using peanut oil as one of the ingredients within the vaccinations. And again, this is my particular – opinion and all that I've read and stuff is that what's happening is, and again, it does not have to be listed as an ingredient 
You know, it's not like, you know, they, they have to list the formaldehyde. They have to list the, um, the, the mercury. They have to list all those other things in there. But because peanut oil is considered a, an quote, inert factor, they don't have to list it. And peanut oil is used in a lot of vaccinations in the preparation of them. So what's happening is now, how does, how do peanut, how does peanut butter enter our body typically? Okay. We eat it. So it goes through our digestive system. We eat it and we put it in our mouth. We eat it. It goes through our digestive system. The body pulls the nutrients out that it needs. And then it, whatever waste product is there, we pass that out in our elimination. Well, what's happening is when you're including peanut oil in vaccinations, you've got a different portal of entry. Now you're injecting it directly into the bloodstream. And what does the body do? Our incredibly God-given innate immune system is it recognizes a foreign protein. And as a result of recognizing that foreign protein, it says, wait a minute here, this is foreign, we need to attack it. And a person develops peanut, a peanut allergy. And, and some of them, like, people have lost their lives because of peanut allergies. You know, it's a very serious, serious problem. But nobody wants to address, you know, the elephant in the room. We just ignore it and we just say, oh, it's just something that's happening now. You can't go to us. Like when my kids were going through elementary school, every single door in that entire school had a sign on it saying there's a child in this room with a peanut allergy and you can't bring in baked goods or whatever, you know, anything like that. It is an absolute crazy thing that we are just suppressing, hiding, and we don't want to address, you know, but yet it's out there. Nothing, you know, to see, nothing to see here, folks. Yeah, no, right, exactly. Nothing, nothing, nothing to see. No. Nothing no, to see. No, nothing to see. Move okay. along. Move along. Right. And again, you've got the whole issues with vaccination and the co- correlation with autism. And, you know, you got all the deniers out there and all that stuff. Again, 50 years ago, did you ever see a kid with autism? Very, very. I want to no. say, hell no, no, you didn't. Okay. And if you saw a kid with neurodevelopmental problems, they were rare. Yes. Go look in your school systems now and see what you've got. Right. You know, not just autism, but I'm talking about the learning disability issues. The curve has just skyrocketed over the last 40 to 50 years and much more so since 1986, you know, when they passed the law removing all liability from vaccine manufacturers and doctors who administered the vaccinations from any liability if a person was harmed, injured or or killed as a result of that. Right, and then they changed the schedule. And it was right at that time that then the vaccine schedule went from 14 vaccines to currently 72 vaccines. And you saw the rates of autism and neurodevelopmental and all kinds of um, issues just go exponentially up and up and up. And again, there's all the deniers out there saying, no, 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 that couldn't possibly happen. Okay, I'm sorry. You know, I've been in the game too long. Let's wake up. You know, indeed. Speaking of vaccines, have, there's a new one. Of course, there is. There's always going to be a new one. Always. Yeah, because they're talking uh, about putting masks back on people and a new variants and a new. I understand. They're gonna they're gonna play this game every single year. Realize this: they have set the standard. Okay, they spent three years setting the bar. And they have instilled such incredible amount of fear and misunderstanding in people that they are going to play this game forever until people start waking up and saying enough is enough. Until that happens, nothing's going to change because they will keep driving it home. 
and they will keep adding more and more and more and they will keep mandating more and more and more. The the childhood vaccine schedule will increase over and over and over again so that the flu shots, the you know, the covid shots and so forth are all becoming mandatory. Um, you're going to see it happen. Listen, remember when this whole thing was be developing and I'm saying just wait. They're going to keep – first of all, it was just the elderly people. Right. And then they just kept cutting the age group down and down and down and down until what did they do? They got the babies. Yep, infants. They yep. got the babies You know, because that's exactly what they were going to do because the market is wide open. And if people don't realize that, it is not about your health. It is about the profit. You know, yes, there are people at risk. Don't no denying that. Yes, there is a true situation going on. Yes, but when you start looking back and backtracking the facts that have gone on over the last three years, oh my goodness, was that ever embellished? Was there a lot of hyperbole involved with that whole thing? That's what that word was invented for, I think. Yes. <laughs> this? Holy yes. smoke. Absolutely. All right, for those of you who may be just joining us, uh, you're listening to WLVL 1340 AM, and uh, perhaps you're listening to WLVL.com. And if you miss any of the great programs that we've ever had with Dr. Ken, just go to WLVL.com, hit the podcast button, choose your flavor, choose your date. There's a ton of them. And I believe they stream worldwide. They do. I understand there's people in Thailand. There are actually to people in Bangkok, Thailand who have received and listened to my podcast. So thank you. <laughs> Isn't that something? We love you all in Bangkok. So. <laughs> Um, Especially yes. when it's your daughter. Yes, of course. <laughs> of course it is. And my soon-to-be son-in-law. So, yeah, it's interesting because my, my daughter is finally um, going to get married um, next year. Um, four years post the original wedding date. Okay. Four years. And, again, that was all because right? – Huh? Why? Because of this lovely little world crisis that we went through that forbid them to travel or anybody else to travel and everything was shut down for however long it was. Yeah, she was supposed to be married October 3rd of 2020. We all know what was going on back then. Yes, bad, bad, bad things. Right. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, you can join us. All you have to do is dial 433-1433. In the 716. Yes, in the 716. <laughs> I love the 716. So Yeah. Well, you were around. 716 used to be a lot bigger. And then when they dumped in the oh. 585. Right, right, right. Be. Because I, I, th- I think, is Middleport 585 now? That's, or is that, I know Medina is. Yeah, Medina is. Medina, yeah, because that yeah. was a big deal when they oh. when, when they got bumped out, oh, you know, they and mad. they went to 585. I know. They were really I'm mad. still, I'm glad I'm in the center of the 716 so we don't get bumped out. So. Yeah. I think my sister's cell phone number is 585 and she lives in the Middleport area. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, that's cell. You know, so. Right, cells, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of interesting that they happen. So, <laughs> well, more phones, less numbers. Right. I had a patient of mine who's a wonderful artist, who I just realized is a wonderful artist. She's been a patient of mine for years, and I never knew what a great artist was. And she just did this amazing collage, and it's of two buffaloes. You know, the classic buffalo buffaloes, right? Uh-huh. And they're facing each other, and in the middle of it is a big heart, and then the left buffalo. Are, she she spent hours and hours and hours cutting out all the numbers from phone books, magazines, all different sizes and all stuff. So the, the buffalo on the left is all sevens. The heart in the middle is all ones. And the buffalo on the right are all sixes. So it is amazing. And, you know, 
it's up for sale and it, it's just, to see the amount of work that this woman put into it is just incredible and it turned out really that's awesome that's neat it turned out really awesome yeah hey, we beautiful. have a caller let's yeah, see what's let's going go. on there let's go good morning caller you are on WLVL with Dr. Ken Curbs what is your uh, thought Hey, I had two questions. One, I'm hoping you repeat the podcast URL again. And two, I caught it at the last second when you guys were talking about the mosquito diet because they love me. I am all yeah. positive, and uh, I don't know what goes on, but as soon as I put my hand into, like, the you know, my tomato forest, it's like that off commercial. They just come at you. Right. That's what they used to do to me, too. They used to do that to me. I mean, I was, you know, and it was usually at dusk. And at dusk, I was just, I mean, they would drive me crazy. It forced me, it forced me out of my yard. Um, So the thing is, oh, positive blood, you know, from what the gentleman was talking about was certainly the more attractive part and I was that and then I, I was talking about you know do a little do a little um, research on your own because we don't have time to go into that on deuterium um, oh. you know and um, that is that is another factor on levels of deuterium within your body and and that has you know deuterium has been linked to a lot of uh, you know detrimental health type issues and stuff like that so um, that's okay. another factor that um, that mosquitoes are very attracted to for me um, they're not attracted to me. I mean, the, the exposure has been cut down by probably 99.9%. And that's because I, a year and a half ago, I went through a very drastic dietary change where I eliminated a significant amount of things out of my diet. Um, and part of that, and as a result of that, decreased my deuterium levels quite a bit. So even though I'm O positive, okay. I don't have those issues. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, do a little research right. on that, you know, as far as, as far as that goes, because, you know, and if, if there's anything more you want to, you know, you want some thought on or whatever, you know, either call me here, you know, you can call the office or you can even, you know, you can even email me at drkencurbs at yahoo.com and just, you know, ask where we can go into a little bit more detail. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Anything? All right. Well, thanks so much. Yeah, I absolutely. It. Absolutely. Anytime. All right. Yeah. Deterring. Okay, yeah, yeah, deuterium. <laughs> it, it's something that people don't have any idea about. Most people have never even heard about it. Um, but there's some really interesting research out there going on in deuterium. There's actually, you know, there's a Hungarian professor who is now in the U.S. and his entire life's research is on deuterium, you know. So you can find out a lot of information out about that. Hmm. Good stuff. Not something you're... You know, your primary care physician will tell you about or talk to you about. Okay. It doesn't go quite in with Well, the, because um, most of them the, don't uh, have a clue. The allopathic, they don't uh, have a clue. Yeah, it version of yeah. medicine. The unfortunate thing, you know, we need allopathic medicine. There's no doubt about that. We need that. Mm-hmm. But when you're talking about just general health, it's like, you know what? To sit there and to learn in medical school that you have, you learn your lift of symptoms and then you learn your drug or chemical that controls those symptoms. And that's what our general health care has become. You know, and it's really kind of sad because we don't, we don't, vary from that you know it's it's condition chemical um when when you understand that all healing has to occur from within you all right it doesn't occur from outside it occurs from within you and so when you're having interruptions in your central nervous system function in your you know nutrition and, and dietary intake in your spiritual and psychological life in your mental health and so forth you are you are changing 
you know, you are, you're being changed internally. And that's where the expression of disease and, and so forth comes out. You know, when I can see people taking, you know, I mean, I've, wor- I've been working with people with some very significant dietary changes. When I see a person who is, you know, who is literally going to end up dying because of the severe obesity and type 2 diabetes and on 160 units of insulin a day and on multitudes of drugs and in a period of a year off 95% of all their drugs, loss of almost 100 pounds now and literally coming back to life. Please tell them, you know, and again, medically, they just keep giving them more, giving them more, giving them more. Okay, your blood sugars aren't stable. Just take more insulin. He was up to 160 units of injectable insulin per day. Wow. That's insane. And that was just one of the many, many things that they were on. And, you know, 10 months later, off all of it. All right. So it's possible. You know, di- type 2 diabetes shouldn't even exist. You know, we've created type 2 diabetes. It used to be called adult onset diabetes. Now you, now we've changed it, okay? Because what, when you got five-year-olds becoming type 2 diabetics, okay, you never saw that occur till later in life. And that's because of a person's literally abuse of themselves through their entire lives by the excessive amounts of carbohydrates that we eat in our diet. And now you're seeing five-year-olds becoming type 2 diabetics, not type 1. Type 1 is an autoimmune disease. It's a very different ballgame. Right. But I'm talking about type 2 diabetics at five years old. That's crazy. That should never happen. What are you you trying to say? You got to lay off the Captain Crunch? Uh, Yeah. And the Mountain Dew. Ooh, that hurt. Yes. Oh. Just for a little stab there, buddy. Ouch. Yes. Yes. About that. And a person does not need to be big and obese to be a type 2 diabetic. Okay. Oh. All right. You know, that's not, you know, people associate with obesity and type 2 diabetes. Right. I mean, there's a lot of correlation there. Right. But um, a person can be, you know, can be. Um, Proportionate? Yeah. Well, <laughs> what, what we call skinny on the outside, fat on the inside. Oh. Okay. Okay. A person can appear like thin, but be very fat inside. And we're talking about visceral fat. You know, right. that accumulates around the organs within the body. So, yeah, there's some very detrimental effects from increased visceral fat. And yet someone doesn't need to look like they're fat. Subcutaneous fat is very different from visceral fat. Okay. okay. And, you know, visceral fat is is not healthy for a person. Subcutaneous fat isn't so bad. So if a person has increased subcutaneous fat with little to no visceral fat, they might be a big person, but they're going to be relatively healthy. Okay. Okay. This is the problem that we don't ever discuss or we don't ever, you know, even evaluate is what is the visceral fat content of that person, not the subcutaneous fat. Right. So, and whereas subcutaneous, subcutaneous fat many times can be protective. Okay. You know, especially, especially women, you know, women, you know, women's body fat shouldn't get too low. You know, it's, right. you know, a woman who go like, let's say a woman bodybuilder who will go, you know, sub 10 or sub 15% body fat. That is not healthy. Okay. Cause you'll usually see, you know, a decline in their menstrual cycle and, you know, things will, things like that. A lot of metabolic things will happen because a woman's body is designed to have a higher fat content, you know, than a man. A man can go lower. Um, but again, still shouldn't go too low because then you start disrupting your hormone production, you know, whether it be man or woman. 
you know, when you start going, like, you know, you get some of these bodybuilders who go down to like sub 5% body, you know, body fat. I mean, they're disrupting their hormones bigly, big, greatly. I mean, their, their testosterone levels are going to tank. They're going to just, they're just going to be a mess. Yeah. You know, it's just too much. You know, a lot of them know what they're doing. They, it's for a temporary situation, but for someone to, to sustain a below 5% body fat, not a healthy thing on a long-term basis. Yeah. You well, know. no worries here. So, so fat and cholesterol are critical in right. our diets. You need them. Critical for, they are the basis of all hormone production within our systems. Okay. So when we deplete this, and again, what have we been telling people for the last 50 years? Don't eat fat, low fat, don't eat cholesterol, don't do this. It's been the biggest lie ever told. Right. You know, because we're destroying the health of our, of our civilization as a result of it. (laughs) Yeah. That goes back, cracks up about the butter, the butter debate. You know, they're saying, you know, butter's good for you, butter's bad for you, butter's good for you, butter's bad for you. But what, what finally came out in the wash is when they were doing these, studies on butter they weren't taking into consideration what they were putting the butter on yeah absolutely it's not the butter it's what they were buttering right and that that's was, the problem that butter, very, butter has never been bad no, eggs have never been bad no. and yet both of them have been demonized yes you know they've never been bad and yet it's crazy what they've done but yeah put the butter on your steak don't put it on your toast okay don't eat the toast you know, what happened was when they removed the fat, you know, fat is flavor. When they remove the fat from everything, they have to substitute something. So what do they substitute? They substitute it with sugar. Okay. And, and just again, go back in history. Listen, back in the fifties and sixties, when you went to the beach, how many fat people did you see on the beach? It was rare. Very rare. You saw a lot of six pack abs on the beach back in those days. Right. Today? Oh my God. Oh my God, it's just incredible. And again, and that's not about, you know, demonizing or shaming anybody no. who's overweight. No, not at all. Because a lot of them don't even realize how they got to that point because nice. they're, quote, eating a healthy diet or the standard American diet. Right. And that's where the problem lies, is the lies they've been told in the standard American diet. The fact that you should be eating so many servings of grain and carbohydrates in the day, the majority of it, the standard American diet is about 60% carbohydrates now, when it should be zero. <laughs> Or next to zero. Mm. It mm. should be at the tip of the, you know, the, the whole the whole standard pyramid should be flipped upside, upside down. down. Yes. Okay. Where, you know, your your protein and fat should be the, your biggest intake and your, you know, your, your grains should be the least amount that you intake in your body. And yet it's the total reverse. And again, realize that carbohydrates all turn into sugar in your body. And they all stimulate the same dopamine centers within your brain that anything else does that gives you a high, like drugs and so forth. You know, it's, it's that, that, that reward system within our thing saying, oh boy, but I love it. Yes, you know what? I loved it too. I loved it a lot. Sure. Okay. And, you know, in my reading and ongoing learning for my entire career, I've learned that there's been a huge lie told to people. And I made a shift, and in the beginning, it was a, it was a, it was a commitment. But you know what? I stuck through it, and decided I have no regrets now. I mean, it's been amazing how much it's changed. You know, and you you feel better uh, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, all, in every uh, aspect. every aspect, in every aspect. Right. Okay, there's no brain fog. There's no, you know. I think, you know. I mean, I and again, not to, you know, say I am better than anybody else. It's like for me to observe myself. 
mm-hmm. okay, is that I think I'm still pretty sharp, Great. okay, um, physically and mentally, all right? And, you know, again, I'm a guy who is in those, quote, high-risk groups, you know? You know, I'm getting to that age that I'm in that high-risk category. And it's like, hey, I'll put myself up against anybody 20 years younger than me mm-hmm. easily, really? physically and mentally. You said your blood work proved it. My blood work was spot on perfect, you know, better than perfect, you know. And again, that's what they base everything on, you know, when, you know, again, that's that's the issues. I mean, I, we talked about this before as far as my life insurance policies yeah. and stuff like that were rated at the highest rate because – of what my blood work and because of my family history, you know, that, um, you know, I come from longevity and I look at, you know, for people who don't know, I mean, I just lost my father in February of this year. So six months ago and, you know, at the age of 94. Okay. And I think about my dad at my age currently, um, I'm in far better condition than my father was at my age. Right. So you far better condition. So I'm going for, I'm going for the whole run. Right. You know, I'm going to see how long is this going to take? Because again, our human bodies are designed to live 120 years. Yes, you know, so see, I think, you know, my, my, my dad's famous, one of his most famous quotes, especially as he got older, he goes, you know, the first 100 years are the toughest. You know, he'd always <laughs> say that, you know, and it was, and it was always cute because he did it. You know, he made it to 94, right. you know, and he still stayed mentally. He was there up until the last probably, five to six weeks of his life, he sure. was still there. You know, he didn't deal with dementia and he didn't deal with all those things. You know, the fact that again, you know, 50 years ago, how many dementia patients did you see? None. Today we've got entire facilities spread everywhere in every community for quote, you know, cognitive or, you know, cognitive care, right. you know, memory care that we call it in the simple terms. All right. It's a real problem. Because we have told people forever for the last 50 years, do not eat fat and take a lot of statin drugs to keep your cholesterol low. And when you combine that, you're, you're literally creating the nightmare we're seeing today. Right. You need, need those fats. You need, they're essential. They're called essential fatty acids. You have to have them to survive. They're called essential amino acids. You have to have them to survive. Okay, there is no nutritional requirement in the human body for carbohydrates of any kind. You know, one can survive quite well without carbohydrates. And you know what? I'll never say that to anybody until I've proven it to myself. And for over a year and a half now, I have not eaten any carbohydrates. All right. Not one. None. And you. And you well, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. When my father was going in the decline, um, you know, I spent six weeks sleeping every night in his home. Right. And so as a result of that, my, you know, I got off my, my path because there really wasn't a lot of choice, you know? Um, so yeah, I did eat some carbohydrates then, but then, you know, once he passed, I got myself back on track and cleaned it up, you know? So, right. Well, you know, if you're sleeping on on an easy chair, holding your dad's hands, you know, it was, it was very, it was a very stressful time in my life. I've been there. And I wanted to make sure that he was, um, watched as best he could be. That's right. So yeah, no regrets there. But again, you know, and again, this is the thing people will say, well, I couldn't do that. It's like, well, no, well, well, you never tried it. Okay. And the thing is, the other thing is if a person tries it and then they fall off the wagon and say, well, that didn't work. I'm going to quit. No, just pick yourself back up. And that's what I did. You know? So yes, I got off the wagon for a short period of time. Not intentionally. It was just kind of, Mm -hmm. it was, it was the, 
just the circumstances that were going on in that. So if I had to, if I had some place where I had no access to food at all, and the only choice was carbohydrates, you know what? If I, I would eat them, okay, I would eat them. Yeah, you know. So eat starving to death. You know, but again, it's a choice. You know, it's a choice. But I mean, for for I've done a lot of testing with myself too. I mean, I have done many five day fasts of no food for five days. So um, I can go a pretty long time without food. Right. Yeah. I remember one time you came in here after like a three day water fast. Oh yes, 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 yeah. That was, I did a five. Day, that ended up being a five day water fast. So that means mm-hmm. no food and no water. Of any kind, and that includes even brushing your teeth, washing your hands, or taking a shower. No water wow. for five days. I remember. Uh, because about on the third day, I started getting very hoarse. Like I almost mm-hmm. had like a little bit of laryngitis going on. Yep, I remember that. Um, yep. And that was, I, again, I was testing myself. I wanted to see where, because people say, oh, if you don't drink water for a day, you're going to die. It's like, no, I did it for five days. You know? Yeah. And it was, <laughs> you are too much. Um, We're down to the but, final but 40, five days, forty-five yeah. seconds. So, if I, would I ever say would I do it again? I don't think I would do a five-day water fast. That was a challenge, and the part I got through it just fine. It was the refeeding, the rewatering that was the challenge. For right? Me. Yeah, yeah, that was the hard part. Sure. Yeah, the the rest of it, doing it, I did just fine, and I functioned. I still worked. I still did everything. You know, during that time. So great stuff. Wow, that was the fastest 45 minutes I've ever seen. I know, isn't it great? Holy cow. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Dr. Ken Curves from Curves Family Chiropractic and Wellness, located at 741 Davidson Road here in Lockport. You can have a consultation with him by calling 434-0671-434-0671. Doctor, always a pleasure. Thank you so much. All right, let's have, have a great day. Too.